Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George, and you're listening to our review of Birds of Prey with the boys Connor Hello. and Benny. Hi there. Well, Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn has actually been retitled in a few territories to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey a couple of days after the release due to an underwhelming first weekend. Uh, this is a film that we've been talking about for a few years, directed by Kathy Yan and produced by the star of the show, Margot Robbie, an offshoot to a film that didn't really resonate with everyone, Suicide Squad. But did very well financially. Very well financially. Mm. And we have a sequel of that coming up from James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. Uh, What's that, 2021? Uh, so now, Birds of Prey, uh, DCEU, Correct. it could ever-evolving, uh, always... A hodgepodge mess. Maybe more like mutating. Yeah, mutating. That's, 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 that's more of a apt description. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk what we were thinking of going into this review and uh, watching this film. Benny. Uh, yeah, so watching the trailers for this, I don't think any of them were very good at all. Um, I, they made me less interested. I've, I've always... Well, brother, I've never liked Harley Quinn as a character. Um, I've always found her very grating, I, and maybe my issue is more with her fan base. Um, no offense, guys. Uh, in a very similar sense to Deadpool, who I have a funny feeling we're going to be talking about a lot in this review. Um, as in on the page, I just find them kind of annoying attempts at kind of juvenile humor that work like 10% of the time, and when they do, it's still kind of a groaner. Um but then in both cases with Margot Robbie and Deadpool, I feel like their live action counterparts were much better than I was expecting in that regard. More so Deadpool though, because Suicide Squad sucked in Garbage most fire. regards. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was definitely potential there, like I said, better than I expected. Um, and I've, I've, I've been on such a DC high lately, um, starting with probably uh, Aquaman, which I enjoyed in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, not so much in others, but um, I thought it was a lot of fun and very ambitious and really, really fantastically done in certain aspects. Um, and then since then, I've like loved like uh, Shazam and Joker, like adored. Um, so I was really hoping that uh, they could keep that streak up because I'm I'm a DC fan at heart. If you know, if you have to be partisan, I'm a DC guy, um, and I think I get something extra special out of watching one of those properties really fulfill that quality that I'm looking for from them. So going into this, not very excited uh, by what I'd seen, but excited at the possibility of what it could be. Mm-hmm. Are you, Connor? Um, we talked about this on the weekly show, um, kind of in relation to its lackluster um, opening box office. But uh, I think that this movie had a lot of things going against it, just on a concept level. Um, it was following up. It's it's not even just a sequel. It's, it's a spin-off sequel to a movie that was almost like universally reviled um, as, as I said, a, a hot garbage fire. Um, I mean, it's the movie that gave us Jared Leto's Joker. That's not a good movie to be. <laughs> and uh, I look, uh, Harley Quinn was the best. Uh, well, um, Harley Quinn and uh, was it Deadshot or whatever the fuck uh, Will Smith played mm-hmm. um, are the best of a, of a bunch, but the bar wasn't really high. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, following that up and being a 
spinoff of a character that didn't have to drive the plot, that didn't have to um, be the main focus of attention, could just be off on the side and be silly. Um, having a movie that centers around that kind of person, uh, that it's just this movie had an upward battle uh, just into shit piles uh, ahead of it. Um, and the trailers didn't really do anything to to help it. I was I was very much with you, Ben. Uh, you know, after watching the trailers, it kind of felt almost as though it was trying too hard um, to show you how wacky and fun this movie was going to be. And it and it reminded me a lot of the uh, marketing that um, that Suicide Squad put out, although not as prolific. Um, and that that kind of sent some um, warning bells that this movie might be kind of headed the same way. So look, I, I walked into this certainly not expecting much. Can I, can I go even further just quickly and say, I probably preferred uh, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, uh, Rick Flag, El Diablo, and David Harbour's like greasy senator <laughs> to, to Harley Quinn in that movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, didn't love any of them, but uh, yeah, I'm really not a Harley Quinn fan. Anyway. I think the most interesting aspect of this for me has been the fact that this is a producing vehicle for Margot Robbie mm. and a starring piece. And I think, you know, as a fellow Aussie, you know, it's really great to see. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's producing the film. It's really awesome. But at the same time, the double-edged sword comes into play. It's like, does Harley Quinn deserve her own film? And can that be a successful piece of, of cinema or you know, in the modern movie landscape. And, you know, she is probably the most popular version of Harley Quinn. Mm. You know, that's huge cosplay. Well, that's huge. Yeah. Everyone dresses up as Harley Quinn. She's super popular. But can that translate into dollars in the bank? Um, and also or a, a great film. film. Yeah. So uh, those are the question marks for me and more of the interest uh, in terms of the angle. You know, all the stuff with Suicide Squad, I kind of like separate it from that somehow. I'm not even concerned with that. Um, so, okay, guys, so let's uh, jump into the spoiler review. So if you haven't seen the film, guys, get out of here. Uh, and uh, let's get into this discussion of yeah. Birds of Prey. Um, what were some of the big things that that uh, stood out to you? I, I have a couple of things off the top, but Connor, it's a bit, bit, I, a bit early. At the bit. Well, just, it's a bit early for a Dead, Deadpool 2 remake, isn't it? Deadpool 2 remake, huh? Because that's kind of what this movie is in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, it totally um, is. You eh? know what? Yeah. The kid. Uh, yeah, the kid. But I, yeah. I felt as though it, it, I was really impressed yeah. with <laughs> hey. with um. I was uh, I was really impressed with this film actually. Oh yeah. In terms of the the amount of stuff that it had stacked against it and and, and what it ended up pulling off. Mm. Um, look, there's some moments of this film that are proper cringy and and um could probably do with a little bit of um tender love and care, but. Overall, I thought that this was a surprisingly good job um, done by uh, Kathy Ann and Margot Robbie. Um, I I liked the 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 main, I guess, character development that was put forward. I mean, it it it, it could have so easily felt overly forced. Um, I think. Um, I think that the whole bringing the team together could have also felt overly forced. And I genuinely think they did a really good job of introducing characters and um, kind of 
uh, having a plot that naturally brought these people together as opposed to some of the more contrived things, like particularly in Suicide Squad. Mm. Um, the, the intros for the characters were just meh. I do think they set up a Gotham City that kind of realistically put all these characters in each other's orbits. Yeah, exactly. Um, for sure. I think that's what is the, one of the biggest strengths of this film is the characters. Mm. Like, I felt like I cared and knew each one of those characters. They had a good backstory without it getting cheesy and expositional. Um, like I just thought they did a fantastic job. And also Ewan McGregor's Black Mask, he was an awesome character. You know, I really felt like I got them all. And I was su- I was like, when this film ended, I was like, I don't think that was the best thing ever, but I'm really excited to see this crew and, mm. and on more adventures. You know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. But, but where it lacks is in the plot. And I feel like that first, like up until the point where the Birds of Prey actually assemble and come together, this film is meandering around, going here, there and everywhere. Tripping and over this, its own feet. There's this sequence where she comes in the police station and they've jumped out like 15 minutes of footage. And I, I turned to my wife, Ash, and I was like, how did she get there? Like, what's See, going on? It's the on? first thing I thought as well. But you know what? I, they, they, they actually employed that technique whereby there was a lot of irregularity. It was the unreliable narrator that they were using because this is kind of narrated by um, Harley Quinn. So I kind of appreciated that the, the form of the film kind of reflected the character that was narrating it, which was, you know, it, it, it is sort of a trope now of the, oh, wait, I forgot to tell you that part type this, thing. This movie was just... Just a little too close to, this is me. I bet you're wondering how I got in this it, situation. It it's a little very, too close to that for me. skimming that line. But she it? makes it work in the performance, I think. She, so she makes I. it work. And, and that sequence of the sandwich was just so well done. I felt like I was like I can imagine you liking that sequence. To Harley Quinn. <laughs> I was like, I want that sandwich. Dude. I know. It, it was actually one of the most like kind of relatable and crushing moments I've seen in a film in a long time when she lost that sandwich. Because I remember like halfway through the sequence being like, has she still got the sandwich? Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> like, more worried about her losing the sandwich than anything else. Mm. Um, but but yeah, that, that's, I that's just, what I mean. Is those little character interactions were really well done. But then if you ask me what happened in the first hour to hour and a half of that film in terms of a coherent plot, I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. They're assembling, essentially. They're but rummaging that's, that's around. That's kind of what I love about it. It's, no. it's, this is more, the but first that, hour is more character introduction. Um, it, it's not about necessarily a narrative. It's more about kind of um, giving you an experience. But it, it sounds a bit wanky, but hmm. it, that's kind of how, when I think about it, that's how I come to it. Because there's no, like, there's no cheesy, direct call to action that would normally mean that people need to assemble. And that's kind of why I liked it. Like they all, for their own particular reasons, ended up in this place and it made sense for them to then team up. Definitely. I liked so many elements of this movie, but um, the plot really felt like, and the structure and the construction itself reminded me so much of like the early 2000s when everyone wanted to be Tarantino. And you get all these fucking movies like Way of the Gun totally, or whatever. Man. Like this felt a very much trying to do like Pulp Fiction and, and Kill Bill, but in a way that wasn't jibing with me for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, which is an annoying place to be in because I, I really liked almost all of the elements of this film. Just something 
was like kind of niggling at me like this, like, oh man, they're really working hard at making it. Well, he needed to give it more thrust because what I I do agree with you, Connor, like all those character moments, they they sit there really nicely, but they're just these little things kind of orbiting around each other, not really making much sense. Yeah, the first act felt like, like half of the film and it was just sort of, happening all over the place and i wanted to be like okay let's follow someone or let's really get something going here and kind of collect these people up as we go they managed to make it work in the end but it took a while for it to come through and i just don't think i think the ironing they could have ironed out a few sections or see or done something a bit more in the edit bay with wrangling it a little bit i genuinely enjoyed the first half of this film more than i enjoyed the second for real, for real, you're I'm not insane. E- I'm not man. even sure I disagree with that. No, the second just, half I, was sick, and when they all came together, <laughs> and you're I wrong, was like, and I like it. "This is awesome!" Like this movie, I'm liking it. You're missing the mark on a lot of elements, but now it's really starting to hit it, and I'm keen to see this crew together many times so in a, the future. A couple of points that I found uh, a bit of a letdown in this were: I think the the beginning half really had two very moments that were very very potentially interesting setups for the for the rest of the movie that I don't think they really capitalized on um one of which being the almost meta situation that we find ourselves in with the Joker and Harley having broken up which is just so interesting given the whole Jared Leto thing and Joaquin Phoenix and how you know there was no way they were ever going to make this movie with Jared Leto in it and so, even the presentation of how they do the Joker yeah, in the cartoon section at the beginning. Yeah, like this is very much in continuity with Harley Quinn from that last film, but they never show Jared Leto directly. They use scenes he was in, but they don't show him. Um, they More just, traditional Joker. Yeah, the they, they show a, a like a, kind of an animated version of him and, and pictures of him that don't look like the Leto version. You know, there's no damage tattoos on him. Um, they're just hoping you forget about that stuff. Um, and I think that's a really interesting place to start this. It's in, you know, you know in the title, the whole emancipation thing. Um, it's a really interesting point for the character because she was, uh, really lost in, in Suicide Squad, I think, in what she was meant to be in that film. Um, but then I, I just don't know if it really did enough with it. I think having the Joker not in there kind of hurts it almost. I feel like you could have the Joker in the Roman Sionis role and the movie would cohere a lot better. Not, not, not Leto's Joker. Just say there's a better film before this with a better Joker. If this movie had the Joker as the antagonist in that role, I think it could be really interesting. I kind Even- of like that it, 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 that the Joker isn't in it in the sense that the whole point is that she can't survive in this city without him. And I think it's more of a statement for the movie to be without the Joker mm. and for her to be facing the world. Like, I think it's, now that was the, it's too uh, that was... narrow of a, of a, or too kind of obvious of a choice to say she, it's her versus the Joker. I think the, the, the question was, can she survive without the Joker? And exactly. And that world? was the other interesting jumping off point that I don't feel like this movie capitalized on at all, which was when we get to the point just before everything kind of comes together where it's like, oh shit, this is Gotham City versus Harley Quinn. You know, when all these people are coming at her who she's wronged before, and now that the Joker's out of the picture, she's fucked. And I'm like, fuck, is this just going to be like one big action rumble of Harley Quinn defending herself against every fucking crook in Gotham? And it's like one scene, and then it's just back to Roman I Sionis. Feel, I, no, I feel like they, they kind of, they kept 
on with that. Mm-hmm. Like there was the guy that threw this or the sprinkler bomb into her um, apartment. I know that there's a couple of other um, scenes after that uh, of people that she had mm. indeed wronged. So, uh, you know, look, I, I, I don't think that they could have kept on with that shtick. I think that they did it for an appropriate amount of time. Oh, yeah. I didn't like the format that they were using with the, oh, it's this guy with this wacky name and this wacky persona and this is what they did wrong. But I just think that idea, if they'd kind of tied that more closely into the Joker thing and had that more of the umbrella as the film of the whole film, I think that could have been interesting because this movie's called Birds of Prey. Not anymore, maybe. But it's just a Harley Quinn movie. And I feel like the birds themselves feel very tacked on in a lot of ways, even though I do like their characters. They've got but, quite a lot, actually. But the Huntress is has like a one couple flashbacks. of lines but and one a flashback, flashback sequence, yeah, so. and and she's very tied into the overall narrative of the film, which is basically just a MacGuffin that everyone wants. Yeah. Um. But I see. I thought she was really funny and interesting. She was, and she just wasn't much of a presence in the movie. Yeah, totally. And, and you know, hopefully, this. I almost look at this as like the beginning of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I I'm no, really, not with that, not with that box office. <laughs> well, yeah, that's very true. But I, I know, I kind of know what you mean to a certain extent. But the the sheen and the the sheen and the Suicide Squad connection comes out a lot for me. In that, you know, what am I expecting from this film? Am I expecting this really profound? Yeah narrative of harley quinn and like yeah i guess the emancipation of one harley quinn you know i guess you know what are you expecting that kind of sells it but yeah that arc was not really if it was there it wasn't you know you don't we always talk about hey we don't want the themes to hit us over the head but Mm. could it have been just nuanced and and fleshed out a bit more and brought to the forefront in a more effective way see again i think that they did a good job of that like i i feel like this movie very clearly said the theme of this movie is that Harley Quinn cannot make it on her own. And it's about her trying to reconcile that. Um, and, 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 you know, kind of find her own, not her own identity. Cause I don't think that she necessarily doesn't have an identity, but. Well, it sort of is that the, the, the main question in the film is who is Harley Quinn? Without, no. without Joker. Yeah. Um, and I just so, got confused. I've been watching the animated series. Oh, and really? that was that's from that yeah. yeah like they share a lot of similarities um so yeah i i look i i think that they had a brief and they did it quite well and i think that that you know that's why i'm overwhelmingly positive on this on this film is because um with everything stacked against it with my expectations i think that they made a film that the stakes aren't hugely high um, there's no, they're not trying to save the world. Um, they had a good villain who was, you know, his motivations were pretty average. He wants but, his diamond baby. Exactly. But, and it was like the MacGuffin and all that, but the villain himself, like the character of the villain seemed to provide enough that I was interested and engaged and, and entertained. Mc- McGregor was great. He was, he was, he was so fantastic. much fun. It's yeah. the best American um, accent he's ever done. <laughs> the Doctor Sleep. Not bad. Um, <laughs> I reckon this one's a little shaky. <laughs> but uh, uh, and so yeah, I, I really can't fault this film on a uh, on a, it's kind of irrelevant, uh, potentially kind of uh, haphazard first half because that's kind of what I love about it. Um, it relevant or irreverent? Both. <laughs> Because I do agree, it's kind of irrelevant, which is, is it, annoying. It, it, it I feels just, a little... I feel like it would be even harder on a rewatch, and I really wanted to see this again before we reviewed it because I'm still very much working through my own feelings yeah. on it. But and I think 
on on top of that, look, if if we we haven't even talked about something that I thought was a really fantastic aspect of this, which was this as an action film, or was like a comic book action film. I was, save, I was saving that. I reckon this is the best action we've seen. The stunt choreography this was is, insane. It's yeah. fantastic, right? They, well, they got Chad Stahelski from John Wick to come in and, and do the, the There court. it is. Really? Yeah, the action, which fight scenes, stands out so much. Gen- they add something to this film. And there's a lot of films that you can, that you watch that, um, that the action scenes are just there. Hello, kind of- Suicide Squad. <laughs> Remember, exactly, remember right? Deadshot's big moment? He's up on the car just like shooting all the goopy dudes. And it's like, wow, stunning action. What? He's just standing and shooting pew, pew, it. Pew, and this, pew, what, pew, this movie pew. has just gorgeous action scenes. And, really and, well shot, put together scenes. Yeah, and, and inventive and, and thoughtful. And, and there's two things. I think this is a step above action in general, mm. in the same way that John Wick is a step above action in general. Mm. But also, there's a, I mean... <sighs> There are certain action films that you can tell people haven't really prepared prepared for or, or not, I guess, in the kind of mindset for. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of TV shows. I think just because of the number of films that star women that are also action films that there's less to pick from and just so naturally there's less films that are really good in that action field. Mm. Um, and so it is really nice to f- to see a film that stars women that is excelling in action, um, and and I think I, and I would love to see more of that. I think it's really fantastic. I thought Harley Quinn's style was so sick, man. Mm. She had this really heavy-handed. It was like a Soul Caliber or <laughs> Tekken Fighter or something. She oh. was just stomping dudes down. Um, Dude, the bit where she throws the baseball that's bat what I was thinking. and yeah. shoots up and she catches again is amazing. It's such a like, oh, damn moment. Mm. And I've se- I saw Margot Robbie in real life. She is tiny, man. Mm. And to give her that physical presence within the, the choreography and the cinematography, the way shot, yeah. I think it is absolutely outstanding. And I thought extremely believable female badassery without resorting to the, the Black Widow flipping around and doing the, the crotch Flippy thing flippy. all the time. Like there was, there was like none of that, but mm-hmm. there was no moment where I'm like, There's lots of cr- crotch she, kicks. she couldn't take this guy. Yeah. Like I thought it was all really like, it felt like fucking street fighting, but really well that, put that's together. That's gotta be agree. one of the best female led action sequences. I think I've seen the mm-hmm. prison scene in this where Harley Quinn is, uh, oh, it's just oh. stomping motherfuckers. Yeah. That is so great. It's really outstanding. In a similar way to the John Wick movies too, it really does feel like that, that kind of Hong Kong action cinema. Um, that is just really a cut above most of the stuff coming out mm. of And it's of hard West. to really put your finger on it, mm. but they just do it so elegantly. Mm. There's some X factor to this film. I, I, I've got to give props to all the, I mean, all the, the Birds of Prey, but like just especially Harley Quinn, and you mentioned this before, just the physicality that she she puts onto that screen is really impressive. The whole Birds of Prey, um, everyone. Yeah. Journey Smollett-Bell, especially Black oh. Canary. Oh, she was amazing with those like kicking and shit. Yeah, wow. she must be a dancer or an actual fighter or something. She's, she was fantastic. Either this. that or that is really well shot with doubles. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, if well, she's apparently, doing... apparently a lot of this was the actors doing their own stunts. Yeah, I I I heard that. There's yeah. a lot of in camera stuff. Like they hold onto a shot for a mm. bit longer. I'm like, oh wow, they they're really going at it because there's you know everyone talks about. Um, that Star Wars, the the Last Jedi fight sequence, mm. 
Um, but like, if you kind of analyze it, like there's a few bits where it's like, okay, that, that guy's could have had a real good swing right there. Mm. And in this, I felt like they were just, I mean, I it was the, it was like, there is a there lot is of 10 point. guys yeah. coming at it one at a time. Yeah. No, no, no there's one particular, the police, there's one the police particular precinct shot. When she walks in and she's Presumably like. Presumably they all have guns, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, there was that one moment I was like. Okay, like I mean, it's a it's a superhero film. You just have to suspend belief. Like, don't shoot me with a glitter bomb. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. But um, but having said that, um, you know, I just the way that she, the, that that sequence of her walking in there with that glitter bomb mm. is just, it was so fantastical and so fun that the the it didn't take too much for me to suspend that belief. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought the the overall look of this film, the makeup, the costumes, for eighty five million bucks, they really did well with that budget. It's, it's really stunning. Yeah. Um, there's this one shot I keep seeing in still, which is when Harley Quinn's been captured by Sionis and she's tied to a chair, and everyone, the lighting in the scene, everyone is kind of green looking, mm. but all of the colors of their outfits pop so much. Mm. I don't know what they've done with the color grading in post or something. Because it can't have been done with lighting, and it, it it it's gorgeous. You know what? That kind of thing, it just it seems like one of those those things that they they they've got a technique that it was done in camera. Mm. Like it's so wacky that it, like I don't know why, but it just feels as though it would have have to have been done by some kind of physical effect or mm. physical lighting effect. One thing that really stood out to me was a sequence where Harley Quinn was roller skating around a car, getting shot at. And it was kind of following her around and using these really low angle shots. And I just thought it was really inventive mm. and fresh way to present a car action sequence. It's I don't think I've seen any other film in which someone rollerblades around a car. Off a scooter. Off a, a uh, motorbike. Off, off a motorbike, yeah. Mm. I like it's uh, as wacky as it is, it is it's inventive and it's new, it's fresh, it's it's fun. So this is the first DCEU film to be definitively rated R. Um, yep. How do you guys feel about the R rating on this one? I feel like this is less gritty and grimy than the Justice League and, and BVS. They honestly, films. I think they shot themselves in the foot, man. I think they honestly could have removed a couple bits and this could have been M rated and opened this up to a bigger audience. Yeah, I don't know if the violence and swearing added anything necessarily. Yeah, I, I like the swearing. I don't necessarily think that the violence is needed or the uh, the level of grotesque violence. I don't think it added anything. No. Like uh, in the original, that's all you're going there for, eh? Yeah, not really. And 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 you know, I kind of get what they were going for. Um, and the obvious comparison is Deadpool because mm. there's a lot of like gore in that. Mm. But I felt as though the gore in Deadpool was used to better effect. Mm. You know, him sawing off his hand was a genuinely funny gag that I don't think you could have really done. Had it not been R, or pretty yeah, R yeah. adjacent, the the, um, the the gore or the violence inflicted on Deadpool himself, yeah, is exactly, very funny because you know he can't get hurt. He's a, he's a fucking Looney Tune, exactly. Or but, or um, like the guy that's splattered against mm. the. It's, a, it's such a kind of like for me a visceral moment of Deadpool where he's splattered on the the mm. sign and he falls off and like. But Roman Sionis exploding made me feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it's so yeah, graphic. No, no, I know. I kind of wanted sharks to come up and start eating yeah. him because so, I'm like, this is too over the top. It's gross. Um, and I also wanted him, his mask was so bad. I looked very CW. I really wanted that thing to get burnt onto his face or something. Cause in the oh, comics, really? he's got that permanent, like he's like the red oh, skull. Okay. He's got the black oh, mask. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. And I thought he looked so dumb in this movie. Um, um, no, I, I kind of get you on that, but, but yeah, for, I, for did, they, film, did they, do they say the C word in this at all? 
I thought they did. Yeah, I believe there was at least Cause, one. Because there's an episode where they say it a lot in the in the cartoon series, and I can't remember um, which is which. But um, um, I, I feel like, you know, you can get away with a, a fuck. I feel like yeah. this could have done a PG-13 version that was would be largely or the same. Or even like an M. Well, that's what that would be. I don't, think oh, the, yeah, yeah. They, there's, I don't think the gains of what that brought forward with the gore. Yeah. You know, like you could the, take you could take this. You still being, have the demasking thing, like the the the, the defacing oh, yeah. thing that. that he did, but you just do it. I thought that was away. a bit much for a comedy. It was so like intense, an action comedy, dude. yeah. So intense. Because yeah. there were those moments of trying to make Black Mask like a really intimidating villain. I don't think they worked as well as making him an entertaining Especially villain. Especially that one scene with the He's, girl on the table, stripping that on the was table, really, yeah. Um, really intense. Was that was lot, totally yeah. just like. Whew, yeah. Right the other where way. Is this, and, what, um, what was, where which are we going with this? I actually kind of thought was good because mm. there was a um, a definite uh, impact to that scene, I think, and, and, and kind of took a character that could borderline goofy and kind of made him genuinely unlikable. It never cohered for me, though, because I, I found he was goofy most of the time, but then he was just like stone cold evil in other parts but it, it the two never really came together one character i did unequivocally really like um was uh chris messina as victor saz mm-hmm. um who i forgot was even in this movie until he said who he was in the film um because you know he's a, a pretty boilerplate batman villain he's just a serial killer he's got his gimmick of scarring himself um but i thought his performance was just really kind of creepy and and under Very underplayed yeah Very but we've seen the creepy henchman you know the really intimidating creepy henchman but he had a little like there was almost like felt like there was a ro- romantic thing going on mm. with you oh McGregor. i think that was definitely the subtext um of that. so there was you know he just had a little bit different f- vibe to him which was so yeah. intriguing like they they went specific with it where he was being creepy towards the girls in certain parts but just on his own mm. he actually had this this weird menace about him yeah. which i really Unhinged, liked like yeah. craziness yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i i honestly i truly loved black mask in this and everything ewan mcgregor did mm. I'd say, I'm kind of bothered that the first, well, two of the best villains I feel like we've gotten in the DCEU have both dispatched in this film. Definitively. Very, very gone. much yeah. so, yeah. Actually, I mean, Saz like, could technically, I suppose, come back. Yeah. Um, I did love uh, the physical comedy of her stabbing him at mm. the oh, end that there. that was great. That mm. was one of my kind of laugh out loud moments. A few too um, many musical needle drops, you know? I felt like... Really? I, I quite appreciated the music. Nowhere near as bad as Suicide Squad, but... But it was like... How about Diamonds was, Are a Girl's Best Friend? There was one too that many was I was in this. so one out of left field. Many. And yeah. that, was, that was... It took it to another level. So it wasn't just like a, a musical drop. It was like they full went on show tune, her singing, hmm. which felt very out of place. But again, I kind of weirdly appreciated it yeah at that moment did nothing for me i was like let's move on here then I mean, it ended I, i'm like oh you I, could have cut that quite ultimately, easily if that had been cut i don't think it would have made any real difference to the film i don't think it it added too much but like i wasn't angry at it mm. i was so happy to see baby cobra herself ali wong who's got an awesome two awesome stand-up specials on netflix mm. and yeah. she was although was she, not, the not really attorney. funny at all no, she yeah. wasn't in this. Renee Montoya's ex. Yeah, that's the funny thing. It's an, an action comedy <laughs> through and through. This is a comedy film, and you get yeah. Ali Wong to just be yeah. in a serious role in it. But I'm just like, Pro- possibly I'm glad the most she's serious getting role in the thing. bigger and bigger. Not not like as in she's eating too much. Like her stardom. <laughs> wow. I was expecting more of a pregnancy joke yeah, there, sorry, given her sorry. given her show. Um, 
Rosie Perez is, is Renee Montoya because that's that's a huge character from the comics. Um, there's a long-running series I read, uh, Gotham PD, mm-hmm. Gotham City PD. DC I liked PD. her arc. I, li- I thought it was like, like it, this is where, you know, do you have too many characters? You skim over everything. Does everything seem super cliche because you don't actually have enough time to add nuance? Mm. Yeah, I can see the argument there. But, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> actually really got a kick out of all of her stuff and yeah. it was good. It wasn't great. It was good. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I just really feel like the Birds of Prey angle of this Birds of Prey film was a little undercooked. Um, I don't. I, I think that if this movie had been longer and had there been more time given to the supporting cast, I just I don't feel as though that would have done anything for the film as a whole. I did not want this movie to be longer. No, but that's um, kind of my point. And I don't. Yeah. Uh, well, I was reading Collider earlier today, and they had an interesting theory, which is I don't know if you guys remember we were us reporting on the show. Every week, it seemed for a while there, there was a new Harley Quinn movie being announced. There was a Joker Harley Quinn. There was the Gotham City Sirens. There was the Birds of Prey. Um, and I, I heard... Just they, throwing they, out names and testing the waters. They, well, they posited the theory that after she won her Academy Award for I, Tonya and got all that producer clout that she's really swinging around now, she kind of brought all of those projects together. And I, I can really feel that. Because, right. because I, this movie feels a little Patchwork. all over the place in that way. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. That's why that would explain why the plots are cooked up. Yeah, um, yeah, and and we haven't heard anything about those other properties in a long time. Um, so I, I could see that kind of being the case, and it's a shame because I really think so many elements of this movie are so strong. Mm. Yeah, I, I I thought Mary Elizabeth Winstead as well was awesome. Like very mm. little screen time, but just the even like her character having this name that nobody refers to her. Really as, funny. Just really well played. It's a and good then long game. You're the you're the daughter of that crime lord or whatever. And also just a really funny well kind of you know she's been training her whole life to get revenge and kind of following that to its natural conclusion, which is like yeah she'd be really bad with people. Yeah. <laughs> like she would not be able to hold a conversation. <laughs> like she's super awkward, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is really really clever. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think from a visual standpoint? Um, I know that we said this movie looks good, but like just. Um, obviously very colorful, um, lots of like kind of the, in particular that, um, police scene where she goes in and is blasting people with those glitter guns, very, um, her kind of like walking through dust. There was a lot of, um, George, I think you might have something to say about this. A lot of like slow motion, Mm. you know, kind of flipping in the air type Mm. stuff. What did you think of all that? I thought that did you guys get a like a kind of it was kind of like a turquoisey greeny look to this film? Mm. Um, I mean, among among other, I thought that was uh, quite an interesting sort of base set of colors to to riff off. It's kind of like a washed out. You know how Harley Quinn has those sort of washed out colors. It was kind of Mm. like that watercolory washed out look that I was thought was really interesting from a visual standpoint. I just thought everything looked extremely well put together for 85 million bucks. Yeah, I would say the DC movies, Man of Steel onwards, have all looked fantastic. Yes. Um, with the exception of some of the reshoots in Justice League. <laughs> um, yeah, very true. But uh, yeah, largely, like they all, they all have a strong aesthetic to them yeah. that we don't see necessarily in all these superhero movies. Um, yeah, I think this movie looked great. Well, anything else to add to Birds of Prey? Do you want to do a final wrap-up or any final little tidbits? Thoughts, opinions, feelings. You got to get off your chest. Yeah, look. Ultimately, I just, just, my expect. I I said this before. My expectations are were not high for this film, and I think that they landed squarely above 
those expectations. And so I, I really had a, a good time with this film. Enjoyed the soundtrack. I, I, I liked the visuals. I'm always a sucker for slow motion, you know, people flipping in the air. Uh, the choreography, fight scenes, action type film, I think is a step above uh, probably anything that we've seen in the DCEU so far. Um, in fact, I don't think I've seen a DC property in the last 10, maybe 15 years that rivals this in terms of choreography. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Green Lantern. That... Oh, my mistake. Hmm. No, but actually, that is a genuine question. Can you think of anything that on an action level has been this good from the DC? From DC. Oh, uh, yeah, that the the Bane Batman fight sequence in the sewer. <laughs> oh, that you said was the best hand-to-hand fight. Uh, why would you bring legacy, that? Legacy, motherfuckers. Why would you bring that At least that I bring up? the funny moments, huh? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was something. Um, yeah, I, I think that this film uh, is a bit non-consequential, but ultimately, I think that's kind of the point, and, and I... I gotta give it. I kind of like that. I think this movie does did a really interesting job, um, in terms of its marketing or lack thereof. In mm. like it, it never felt like it was forcing the the girl power angle. Like the you know, like this is like the first superhero female team up movie. But I feel like under like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, they weren't really pushing that as hard. And I think the, in the movie itself, that really plays out as well. Like, I don't think anything in this movie felt forced, despite there being several really clear, s- specific, um, like, female-written and or directed moments that... But they just felt natural. They came from the characters. Yeah. Like, I think one of the more infamous moments... I didn't moments, feel like I was being preached to or anything Totally. Like that. I think one of the more infam- infamous moments, and it's completely natural, is the, the hair tie moment where um, Black Canary gets oh, yeah. a hair tie <laughs> off of Harley Quinn because her hair keeps getting in her face, which is something I hear women complain about all the time about action heroines. The fact that they have always have their mm. hair, their long hair mm. down, and that would be impossible yeah. to do. Um, like, yeah, like you said, it's never felt preachy or anything. It just felt very natural and character-based, mm. um, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, it's cool to see a film pass the Bechdel test because Thoroughly. it doesn't happen very often. Mm. Um, I actually walked out of this film thinking that was so much better that I expected. I had a really good time. The front end of the plot really kind of left me scratching my head, but the characters, the performances, everything put it over the line. Is it the best comic book movie of the year? No way. Not even so far. The only comic book? Not even so far. Even not even close. Rod's comic book film, the the guy at the apartment next door, he's got a comic book film. Sorry? Uh, what's, this, what, sorry? What was that? I, I, what are you referencing? Listen. Hang on. <laughs> it's not going to be in the top five best. It's not going to be in the top five worst. This is a really solid film. I had a great time with it. And uh, I'm really, 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 really keen for them to do Birds of Prey 2 yeah. with, I, and you know, you saying that thing with Collider of the hodgepodge scripts, no doubt that happened. That mm. makes so much sense. Let's get a single vision through the door, we've got this. Keep Kathy Ann in there because this was a very well directed film. Very mm-hmm. well directed. The screenplay was just not quite that polished enough, I think. Yeah, I'm in a weird position with this one where I liked almost every element of the film. Um, unfortunately, I still don't like Harley Quinn very much, uh, and as a whole, it just it just didn't work for me terribly well. Mm-hmm. I did, I definitely liked it, and I have been recommending it to people because I think it has a lot of strong elements to it, and I definitely don't think this is like breaking uh, DC's streak of good movies because I think it is very solid. Um, but uh, unfortunately didn't walk away loving it. Yeah. It's that whole thing of the the whole is not the sum of its parts. Mm. 
Yeah, unfortunately. Um, well, and that's, I hope. That's I hope. A crazy thought. Uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm fucking around. Um, I hope that this doesn't dissuade DC from just keeping on chugging along and just making I, seemingly I mean, whatever the, they want to make. Yeah. Unless the budget picks up like markedly on this one, I think that will dissuade DC. Well, um, yeah, I, I hope Suicide Squad goes ahead as they intend, and I hope it's good, and I hope it's a success. Cause... I mean, it's done relatively well in Australia for Australian standards. <laughs> um, so, I mean, maybe it's just a slow start. And well, As we mentioned on the weekly show, word of mouth will get out. Worst, uh, worst debut, worst opening weekend for a DC film in 10 years since uh, Jonah Hex, which is... That's brutal, man. Not great. Where, where, where is everyone? Why aren't they turning out for this? What, what is... um. What's the, tr- well, I mean, the trend has been slowly downward, hasn't it? That's all over the place. Joker was their last film. Cracked a billion. Oh, I mean, that's a good point. Aquaman so, I was thinking Shazam. Aquaman cracked a billion. Shazam was middling, but still did very well for its budget. Um, Wonder Woman did amazingly well. I was just thinking of opening weekends as well. Sorry? I was specifically thinking about, about opening weekends. Huh? But jo- no, no, but Joker would have still, I'd have still been wrong with Joker because that, that came out swinging. Mm. Birds of Prey, what did you guys think? Let us know. Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Are you excited if there is a Birds of Prey 2 or where do you think the DCEU is going? Let us know your thoughts in the comments. We'll be back next week for Sonic the Hedgehog. I've been waiting for this one. This is like the oh end God, game of 2020, right. people. <laughs> this is, he's the Thanos. He's the CGI, CGI revolution of 2020. Can you we, imagine if we come back next week and we're all just raving about Sonic the Hedgehog? I can hope so. Out of left field. I love like loving a movie. Film. I feel it. I feel it. See you next week. See you, Connor. Bye. See you, Benny. Bye, everyone. See ya.